Welcome to Faith Boosters. Get your notebook and pen ready. Get your attitude ready and your heart ready. Sit back and let's learn together. Thank you for joining me. So guys, last week we had such an incredible, incredible time together talking about the fact that you have value. You have value. You have value that God created you with value. And we're going to continue that conversation a little bit, but in a bit of a different direction. You are supposed to go and start finding out who am I. Uh, you are supposed to go and write down at least 50 positive qualities about yourself. You are supposed to go and even find a personal coach or mentor. We have some incredible people here, Doreen and Manuela. They are coaches who help you to find out your, 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 your potential and your capacity and maximize it. I, I am among so many others who that is our passion and our dream. And for me, I'm so passionate about it because it's really personal. For the longest time, I believed that I had no value, that I just existed to do what I'm told, not think too much, not try to be creative. I actually thought I was not a creative person at all. And so for the longest time, I added very little value because I did not believe I had any value, honestly. And so I'm so passionate about, for me, it's very personal for me that this thing that I, for the, if, if I think for most of my life, if not all of it, that is going to be the thing that drives me to help people discover their God-given capacity and maximize it. And I'm telling you, we are so many people who have discovered these things and want to help you to discover it as well. So last week, first of all, I want to recognize the presence of Jesus Christ. He's in this place. Father, we honor you. We thank you for being with us today. And I thank you for the word that you've given me on my heart today for your children and even for me, Lord. May it bear fruit. May it energize us. May it open our eyes. May it turn on the lights in the places that have been dark. That we may see your heart, Lord. That we may see how much you think of us. How well you think of us. And that we may embrace it so that we can be able to partner with you well and fulfill the mandates that you've placed us on the earth for. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So my desire, my mandate personally, I believe that I even, I even wrote it down in this book of mine that my mandate is restoring the dignity of God's children by awakening them to their purpose through teaching, mentorship and influence. That I want to teach you that you have value, that you're not here to just take on, you know, take, take space and, and just be here, alive, just existing. No, God placed you here with specific giftings and talents and whatever. So last week, we talked about how you were specifically made with the value you carry. That God made you very specifically. We asked the question, do you know that you have value? And we talked about that if God, God made you, that statement on its own that God made you means that you are powerful. Means that there is something about you that is not usual, that is not ordinary. Because God does not make anything ordinary. And he doesn't make fakes. And God doesn't make photocopies. He doesn't duplicate. He makes originals that are unique and specific. Today, what I want to talk about as a follow-up of last week is that you are a gift from God to this generation. Now, I want you to understand that you are a gift from God, from heaven. Heaven deposited you on earth in this time, at this, uh, in your lifetime. God, heaven deposited you as a gift to your generation. Come on, say, I am a gift to my generation. For some of you, that's very difficult to imagine because you're just surviving. You're just surviving, you're just living one day, you know, there's no, you don't feel like you have a sense of purpose and fire and what, but let me tell you something, you are a gift to this generation. You are a gift to this generation. You are a gift to this generation. Come on, say, I am a gift to my generation. Yes, you are. 
yes you are and you don't have to first know exactly how you need to first recognize and agree with god that you're a gift to this generation because we read from psalm 139 that before you were formed in your mother's womb god knew you he put you together specifically intricately at a time like this and then he gave you a purpose and released you on the earth okay that the journey begins with acknowledging awareness that first of all i carry value and then the awareness that I'm not just here to exist. I'm a gift to this generation. When that statement gets on the inside of you, start saying, so what is it that is my assignment? Because if you don't even think you're a gift to this generation, you're just like, yeah, Miha, me now, I'm a burden. I believed for so many years that I was a burden. So many years. And for me, I didn't even know where it came from. It was statements that were made by loving people. You know, one of the things that my mother told me a few days before she died when I came to see her, she told me over and over, don't be a burden. Mwana wanje, don't be a burden. So I lived most of my life working hard not to be a burden. So that was it. But guys, God didn't put me here just to avoid being a burden. I'm not a burden, first of all. I'm not a burden. My Savior created me intri intricately with value. And then when he placed me, I said, oh, look, I have released my beloved child with whom I am well pleased in this generation that she might go and be a blessing. And then you come here and exist thinking I'm a burden. Banange me over what is my value even. Me, I have nothing special that goes on for me. Because in your mind, a gift or a value is singing, dancing, art, painting. I don't know what else. You're not looking at what you have. Many of you watching me right now have been taught that you should work on your weaknesses. So if I asked you what your weaknesses are, you'll ask me for more paper. More paper, teacher. I can tell you my weaknesses from morning to evening. If I ask you what your strengths are, suddenly suddenly you don't know yes and you see you if you don't even know that one you have value and two you are a gift to this generation you can't even then start finding out what is my assignment because you see if you don't know what your assignment is if you don't even believe that you're a gift to this generation my goodness you can't even then discover what it is that God, and that's what the enemy wants. I want you to know that the enemy and all his demons are working hard every day to make you believe that you are nothing. That you're just here to occupy space, that you're just here, that you're actually a burden, you're just an annoyance. He points out your weaknesses, your weaknesses. Do you realize that God does not point to your weaknesses? He comes to you and says, how do you become effective? He says, acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. In Philemon verse 6. He says, acknowledge every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. I want to tell you today that that lie that you should concentrate on your weaknesses is, is, a, is a worldly lie. It's a philosophy from hell. Because how do you become progressive by concentrating on your weaknesses? You tell me. If I asked you about um, Beyonce, what's her greatest weakness? Beyonce, tell me. Someone, please write to me what Beyonce's greatest weakness is. Another person, tell me what uh, Michael Jordan's greatest weakness is. Another person, please tell me what Hussein Bolt's greatest weakness is. Tell me! What is it? What is it? What is T.D. Jack's greatest weakness? Hmm? What is it? What is, what is Joyce Meyer's greatest weakness? What is it? Tell me what their greatest weaknesses are that they've come and shared with the world. And how they've helped them to succeed. Do you know what those people have? They have discovered their strength. And every single day, what they do is they maximize that strength. They harness it. They read books around it. They get coaches around it. They strengthen it. You know people like Hussein Bolt, he's always trying to beat his own record. He is his competition. What do we do? We look at, you cannot develop value of, on someone else's behalf. You have to acknowledge that you have value and that you are a gift to your generation and you have a mandate. So you cannot be ordinary. But if you think 
<laughs> exactly, Manuela. Do you know their weaknesses? Do you know why we don't know their weaknesses? They are not advertising them. But you, child of God, you're there working hard to discover your weaknesses and, and strengthen them. Who told you? God gave you a specific ability that he has pointed to so that he can, he can help, you can strengthen your strengths and keep concentrating, running towards the high mark, running towards the mark of your potential, you, who you could be. Let me tell you, friends, the competition is who you could be. You. You do not measure your success based on yesterday's uh, uh, successes. No. You measure your success based on who you could be on the future, on who is Beatrice Biamanzi. Because while everyone might be saying, yeah, B3 is really accomplishing much, me inside, I know what the capacity is. So the measurement is against capacity. Yes, I stop and celebrate some things that I have, that I have but then I have to move forward. You can't develop purpose on, uh, or value on someone else's behalf. You can't develop someone else's value. You need to develop the value that you have been given. And heaven has given you value. And we talked about that last week. Today, I want to say you are a gift from God to this generation you are here on a mission you are here for a purpose there is no human being that god created for nothing just to exist it's not there biblically it's not sound he says before you were formed in your mother's womb i knew you meaning you existed in the mind of god before you showed up in your mother's womb your mother was a carrier to present you on the earth to release you here but you existed before <laughs> you existed before you existed on the earth. I tell my kids that all the time. That do you know that you existed before? So what I need to find out is what was on God's mind when he was making me. And most of it is written in the word of God. Because that's why we need to be under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Because if the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, how will he order if I am not under his authority? If I don't, if, if it's not that, if I suspect that God has told me something, I'm going to do it. Purpose is found in motion. You don't find purpose by just staying there and wondering for it to hit you. No, you, you, whatever you suspect to be your strength, you start strengthening it. Whatever you hear people telling you that could be a thing, things that annoy you, things that make you go crazy. Let me tell you something. The things that annoy you don't annoy me. There's someone watching me today who was one of my coaching clients. And I remember one of her passions is actually she hates counterfeit products. And one of the things she wants to change in her generation is to find a way for people to know every counterfeit product in Uganda and catch it over and what. I mean, I don't like counterfeits, but let me tell you something. I don't spend my waking hours caring about um, uh, counterfeit products. And for you, you're looking for a gifting because, because there's got to be something else that is a gift. Huh? But anyway, I need to get into the scriptures. But I want to say to you, friends, that it is selfish to despise to ignore or to be totally unaware of the value you carry because you cannot steward what you don't know that you carry. It is selfish of you to continue feeling sorry for yourself. And I'm not being insensitive. I was the self-pity queen. I just looked at all my problems, all the things I didn't have. Stop it. There's something you have. What was on God's mind when he was creating you? Can you ask him? Can you find out? And let me tell you, God wants you to know because it is to his advantage, oh my goodness, that you know. It is to his advantage that you find out, that you know why. Because he put you here to fulfill a certain purpose. Of course he wants you to discover it. Of course he wants you to, to, to then walk in it. Heaven is waiting. Stop acknowledging your weaknesses. It's not humility. It is ineffectiveness in the kingdom. To continue acknowledging your weakness it's not it's false humility humility is saying yes i am in, as incredible as god says i am it takes it takes humility to acknowledge that you're wonderful it takes humility 
it is pride to think that 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 when you acknowledge witness basically you're saying god the thing you made is not good you're proud you're saying you can do a better job than god if you were god you'd have created you differently basically it is pride to look down and curse what god has made let me tell you friends you have value and you're a gift to this generation but do you know that you have value do you know what you carry do you recognize that you have a specific assignment in your generation and today I want to say that you need to discover and embrace what your assignment is. So we're going to get into the scriptures now. Woo, I'm fired up. Eh? I don't know how we are going to get through this one. But the fire has already hit me. Where is my, 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 my Bible? Mm -hmm. So you're going to turn with me. We're going to read a few scriptures. Meanwhile, today, God help us. Because I want us to look through a few scriptures. The first one is in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. Luke 4, 18 to 19. You are a gift to this generation. Yes, you are a gift to this generation. Luke 4, 18 to 19. This is Jesus declaring. He says, this is Jesus. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Now, first listen to that. Jesus first of all, acknowledges that the spirit of the Lord is upon him because he has anointed him. That, In other words, the reason for the Holy Spirit to be upon you is because you have an anointing. To anoint is to set apart for a purpose. You remember when, when David was anointed king, it took about 17 years before he took on the throne, but he was anointed. He was, he was, he was set apart. He was, there was an oil poured on his head to say, hey, we have just anointed you we have set you apart for a certain purpose that is being a king it took 17 years with a lot of war and chaos in between but he knew his assignment and he was being prepared for it every single day okay so jesus says the spirit of the lord god is upon me because he has anointed me now how many of you know that the spirit of the lord is upon you if you're born again he is in you he is with you he is upon you it is too much do you know why because you've been set apart for a certain purpose the spirit of the lord is upon you because he has anointed you so many of you here are seeking the anointed brother sister you are anointed acknowledge it and in acknowledging it is where it is released to be effective everything in you becomes effective when you acknowledge it to acknowledge is to receive something is to say i have it is to declare that you know it and sometimes you acknowledge until you feel it don't wait to feel it you start to speak now that i have a specific assignment from god and i'm going to find out what it is i have value i am a gift to my generation i am I'm anointed yes the spirit of the lord is upon you because he has anointed you meaning you're already anointed he already finished he decided to anoint you you are anointed stop seeking the anointing stop trying to find someone to lay their hands on you the prophet used to do the work those days but when jesus came he changed the order because of christ jesus the moment you get born again according to ephesians chapter one the holy spirit seals you with a guarantee of the purchased possession so the spirit of the lord is upon you because he has anointed you you are are anointed for something you are anointed for something the holy spirit is upon you because you're already anointed he cannot come upon you if you're not yet anointed okay so you are anointed for a specific purpose jesus says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me then he starts to lay out why he has anointed him because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord friends jesus knew his mandate it was clear 
How did he discover it? Through scripture, through spending time with God. But first he knew that he carried something. You must first of all be sure that I, I may not know what it is, but I know I carry something. Now I'm going to find out what it is. And then secondly, I may not know what my assignment is, but I know I have an assignment. And you know when you acknowledge that, even your mind starts to try to bridge the gap between a lack of knowledge and knowledge. But if you're just there, not even recognizing that you carry something, how are you even going to go and find out? You start to discover, I need a coach. I need someone to help me. I need to read my Bible. I need to ask the Holy Spirit. I need to take time off to pray and fast and say, Father, I find out why you made me. Why am I on this earth? I know I'm not here to simply exist. You start telling people, everyone has an assignment. You look at people differently. You understand that everyone has their assignment. We are not competing. But you are mine at their own lane. Eh? Paul was sent to Gentiles. Peter was sent to the, uh, the Jews. But everyone has their lane. But friends, let's talk about this. Is it just Jesus who the Spirit of the Lord was upon and anointed for a specific purpose? No, let's go first go to even the Old Testament. I told you today we are going to read scripture. Okay, Exodus chapter 31 from verse 1. I'm going to read quickly. Don't worry, you can go back and rewatch this uh, over and over. Or you can even write down the scriptures and study them. I will write them out in the text on top of the teaching today. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, listen to this. See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Ha, of the tribe of Judah. Do you know how specific God is? I have called Beatrice Biemanzi of the tribe of Obahuati. I don't want to tell you my tribe, leave me alone. Of the village of Rugoma, of the parents of Joseph and Connie. I have called her. Like he's so specific. Like look, the one who I sent through these parents of this tribe of this and i have filled him with the spirit of god listen in wisdom do you see uh-huh in understanding in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship why to design artistic works by designer that designing gift you have is not some random fake thing of just you paint pictures no the spirit of god is upon you for artistic works to work in gold in silver in bronze in cutting jewels for setting in carving wood have you heard carpenters carpenters carry an anointing from the lord they've been set apart for the work of carpentry to work in all manner of work Workmanship, and indeed I have appointed with him uh, friends there is nothing random a carpenter has an anointing from the Lord to do carpentry now imagine a carpenter who understands that they have an anointing for carpentry what kind of stuff do you think they are going to download from heaven chairs that have never existed tables that have never been seen before furniture and woodwork that has never been seen before but if you're like Munange, me just okay what I do is I'm a carpenter shut up what you have is not a disadvantage. The gifting you have, the capacity you carry is a resource for your mandate on the earth. It's not some disadvantage that you carry. Do you know why you feel it? it's a disadvantage? Because you're comparing yourself with someone else. You're measuring yourself by other people. Therefore, you're becoming unwise. That's what the Bible says, that measuring themselves by themselves, they became unwise. Stop measuring yourself by another person. You have a specific mandate. The Spirit of the Lord was upon Bezalel for the specific work of cutting bronze, stones, artistic work. The anointing he had was for art. What is your anointing? Memulia Ulo's anointing is only for casting out demons. Eh? That's not what the anointing is for only. And church people, we are those who have been deceived. The people who don't know Jesus are out there doing incredible things without even the spirit of the Lord being upon them. And for us, we are here waiting on the Lord to show us how to, how to be like so-and-so. So-and-so is already taken. You cannot be them. That's why you have your specific gifting. Let me tell you something. Verse 6. And I indeed have appointed him a holy of the son of that one, of the tribe of Dan, Ganaamanyabambi. And I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans. Can you imagine? God has put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans. That they may make all that I have commanded you. Look, Moses had a command to build the tabernacle. 
but the anointing to to for specific things like carving gold and wood and what the anointing was on guys like this now imagine if they were there saying me i want god to speak to me like moses then the work of the temple cannot work many of you are in spaces where you carry an anointing to do something but you want to be like the pastor or you want to be like your boss or you want to love excel or you want to, i don't know what it is but stop looking at the fence over the fence to see what another person carries dig deep your assignment is to discover who you are and then run after it with all your heart for all your life desire is saying what is my anointing desire even asking us you are anointing Vambi. first of all you have an anointing of baking desire baking an anointing with words an anointing with encouragement an anointing is to be set apart for a specific work the giftings you carry you guys the things you carry there are people here i have a sister who is incredible with counseling and psychology like it's a gifting that god has given her she has an anointing she has been set apart for that work another one is so great with detail and parenting it's not normal that she parents the way she parents her children my friend, that's kind of, I, I try the method she uses. I'm also anointed to parent my children. But she has a specific set-apartness in that area. But we despise those things. And let me tell you, what you despise, you cannot grow. What you despise, you cannot develop. Your, your, your journey in life is to discover who am I, what is my assignment. And then to understand that every resource, every relationship, every experience, every gift, every money, everything every working hour is to put your energies in that assignment those of you who even know who you are and what and what you and what your anointing is when was the last time you read something in that specific area or found a coach to strengthen you in that area god has created you here for a specific purpose some of you are great with cooking some of you are great with children some of you are great with marriages some of you are great with coaching some of you are great with excel files some of you are great with building systems some of you are great with it some of you are great with just technology some of you are great with thinking and you're there despising what you carry because you're comparing yourself with another person no this guy bezalel had a specific anointing but remember the spirit of the lord was upon him because he was anointed for something the spirit of god is not upon you redundantly he's upon you because you're anointed he is there to declare the things that have been freely given to you the joy of god is to just simply see you live out the fullness of what he created you to be like a parent watching your child thrive do you see the joy of that you're there weeping parents have their cameras crying as they see their kids thrive now you think what is there trying to shut you down to reduce you some of you like me have been afraid of success you, you equate success with pride i've feared to be successful i'm like i'll be proud oh god that's the enemy that's the enemy as long as i'm close to jesus he will keep reminding me rebuking me teaching me you can't stay small because you're afraid of greatness it's not a life worth living god didn't make you to shrink back he doesn't light up a lamp and then put it under a bushel he wants you to be the light of the world he wants everyone to experience the thing that he placed on the inside of you what is your assignment why are you here first of all you must recognize that you have value secondly you're a gift to your generation thirdly you have a specific assignment i know that all of us are here to preach the gospel and expand the kingdom but how what is your specific assignment Okay, let's read some more scripture. Jeremiah 1. Yeah, today we are going to look at the Sukuripcha. People want Sukuripcha. And I'm going to give it to you. So John Sebi 3 came here and gave us wisdom of men. No. Hmm? Jeremiah 1 5. Listen. Before I formed you in the womb, first of all, understand that God is the one who formed you. Me, you people, that thing of God made me. I don't know about you, but it really set me free. It is such a beautiful like oh my goodness god the creator of heaven and earth and everything beautiful he made me 
He made me. That, he cannot make anything fake. He cannot make anything duplicate. Everything is perfect that God makes and everything is good that God makes and everything is amazing. So he says, before I formed you, now I want you to imagine that you, you are the one I'm talking to, okay? Lillian, before I formed you, Lillian, before I formed you, Desire, before I formed you, Rachel, before I formed you, Solomon, before I formed you, Jovan, before I formed you, Ivan, before I formed you, Roots, before I formed you, Patience, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Have you heard that? God knows you. God knows you. Stop going to all sorts of people trying to find out if, uh, how, if they know you. People don't even know you. People experience you differently. The way my children know me and the way some of you know me is very different. Some of you here think I'm this sweet, happy-go-lucky. We are going to have a party sort of person. Then you come closer and ask the people who know me a little deep and they're like, that one, fire, 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 fire. Some of you maybe have come to me saying you need counseling. I feel so sorry because I'm like, I'm not a counselor. And I told you that I used to think that was evil. The fact that I'm not a counselor. But I'm not. I'm a coach. <laughs> when you come to me, I want to help you find your solution. I will never give you a solution. I have to ask you to discover your own solution. Because I know enough to know that you have solutions on the inside of you. You just don't know it. And yet counselors are there to help you also find your solutions. But in a different way. They listen and what? The city counselor. And I have people who are counselors and that's okay. But before God found me in the womb, he knew that I'm not a counselor. And there's nothing wrong with that. He knew you. He knew that you don't enjoy babies. He knew that you don't understand women. He knew that you don't understand men. He knew you. He knew you that you'd be passionate about children or women or men or youth or whatever or you'd be passionate about insects or plants and some of you love farming i don't like farming god knew me before he made me that i wouldn't like farming it didn't make me bad before i knew you before i formed you now i knew you before you were born i sanctified you i set you apart i ordained you a prophet to the nations can you imagine God had a specific assignment for Jeremiah before he was even placed in his mother's womb. Let me tell you, friends, before God placed you in your mother's womb, he had a specific design and an assignment for you. Every single thing you went through, every single thing you have experienced in your life was for the sake of your assignment. There is no mistake, and I'm going to show you some things here. You're not some random person. You're not some Kayola. You're not excess baggage. Yeah, that God, he was creating and somehow you escaped. Maybe because you were born and your parents hadn't planned you. Or you are this child that they keep reminding you, you changed your mother's life and she never had a way good life after that. Or what? Your mother was simply a carrier to deliver you on the earth. Your parents, God needed their specific DNA to design you a specific way to release you on the earth. No one like you has ever existed before. Okay? No one like you has ever existed before. And no one like you is ever going to exist again. Can you imagine no one can ever be me. That means I have to be the best version of me because there will never be another Beatrice Biamanzi. Ever. 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 Do you know that every part of creation strives to reach its maximum? Trees grow to their highest capacity. Plants, dogs, cats, mice, cockroaches, they maximize to their capacity. But human beings, we, they, we are there doubting who we are, wondering if we are good enough, comparing ourselves to people. You can't compare yourself to someone who is not like, like it's not even possible. Comparison means that you have two same things which you're comparing. They are measuring them against each other. They are not two people. Even parents, you know that they are not two children who are the same. You produce uh, two children, both of them are girls, and both of them, nothing. They are not the same at all. And in trying to compare them, you're killing them. Not two people are the same. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. And he ordained you a specific something to this generation. God placed you here because the world needs you. Ah. 
God blessed you here because the world needs you. The world needs you. Yes, the world needs you. You're not a burden. You're not excess baggage. I don't know what you've been told. I don't know what you've been fed. I don't know what life has fed you. Maybe life has put you in a corner and you even felt like I even don't deserve to be alive. That's a lie. The enemy wants to steal your life because you know what? Even the devil knows you have an assignment and his work with his demons is to try and frustrate that assignment to tell you that you have no value. You're an annoyance. You're excess baggage. You're, you're a mistake. ETC, ETC, ETC. So that you can look down on yourself and never discover what you have. Eh? Yes, Manuela, identical twins are even not the same. Identical twins are not the same. Nothing. The enemy wants you to believe that you're nothing. He wants you to believe that you're an annoyance to the world. That, that, so that you can walk around feeling bad about yourself, thinking so small, concentrating on your weaknesses. Nonsense. Devil, we have caught you and we are going to shut you down. Let me tell you, me, my assignment in this generation, anyone that I can come into contact with has to discover their potential, their capacity, their value, and start maximizing it. That's my joy. Because the enemy tried to lock me down. He tried to imprison me with small thinking, thinking small of myself, thinking I'm just what i am a mistake i'm excess baggage i wish i was like so and so i have caught him he's in trouble and i'm going to set everyone i can find free you are unique you are one of a kind there is none like you no one can ever exist that is like you you guys oh you have value you have value and that value is a resource for your assignment you have a specific assignment some of you here your assignment is to raise children who are going to change this world that if your assignment is to simply raise a David who can turn the world around, that you, if you assign, and some of you, that's your assignment, and you feel like something is wrong with you because maybe all I am is me, I have a desire to raise my children. I'm not like those women who go to work. Ho, ho, ho. Who told you that you're supposed to be like women who go to work? God created you specifically. If you're a mother and you feel like for you, your thing is from the time you were little, your dream has been to be a mother. That's okay. That's an assignment. Mary's assignment was to be a mother. What else do you know about Mary? She was the mother of Jesus. And some of you, do you know who you're raising? And maybe God wants you to be that mother who raises that child who's going to change the trajectory of history. And for you, you're there thinking, I need to go out there and make 5,000 shillings. Let me even close. What nonsense is that? What nonsense is that? God created you with a specific something. What is it in your heart that your heart beats for? Stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop it. You have value in the eyes of God. You have an assignment. You have things that he has placed on the inside of you. You're not just here existing, passing time, trying to do what everyone is doing. You're not everyone. You don't need to do what they're doing. Don't find someone who has, who has discovered their value. And they, you can learn from them and, and, you know, discover the principles that they are running. But don't try to be a duplicate. Imagine me trying to be, I don't know, trying to be who? Who, who is it? I even don't know who to find because I don't know. Trying to be someone else. And I've tried to be other people. Me, I even told you I tried to be a Mnyarwanda. Ah, I tried. I even found a name. I even told them my father died in the genocide. You people. Ah, what was that nonsense? The enemy was telling me basically if you were Rwandese, maybe your life would be better. You know, you know why? Because good looks. I thought if I keep saying I'm a Mnyarwanda, I will look like them. What is it that you have embraced? Nonsense. I thought so little of myself. Guys, I reached a point where I could not have an opinion. And I'm not lying. Like, I literally did not have an opinion. Like, when they would say that, what's your opinion? Like, you guys think it's a joke, but my mind would go blank. My mind would go blank. And then I would fidget. And then I would feel like, what's wrong with me? Other people have opinions. Then I would feel bad about having no opinion. Then I would say, I'm so stupid. I'm so fake. I even had a Kinyarwanda name, Bambi Doreen. But I can't tell you. I can't tell you what my Kinyarwanda name is. People went to school with me here, they, they, they remember. Some of them remember. They, they believed I was Rwandese. 
I was denying my roots because something was wrong with being my tribe. The enemy wants you to think you're a mistake. Something is wrong with you. You need to be better than somebody. Why don't you have a bum like so and so? Why are you a young man who hasn't built a house like so and so? There are so many things you've attached to mean that you are. Aye. Lies. Lies. You're not random. You're not random. Let's read two more scriptures. Acts 13, 36. One of my favorite scriptures, which I discovered years ago about David. Acts 13, 36. And it says, let me read it exactly as it is. That, and for after David had served his own generation by the will of God, he fell asleep and was buried with his fathers. Can you imagine that? After David had served his purpose in his generation by the will of God, God placed you in this generation to serve a specific purpose. You refusing to discover what that purpose is and walk in it, you are denying a whole generation of a gift that God made. You're denying an entire generation something specific that only you carry. God has to find another person who cannot do it like you but has to do it. What can he do? There is something that only you are placed here to accomplish. Yes, I know that there are people who disagree with that, but the Bible shows me differently. That every person was created with a purpose. And I don't mean that everyone needs to be on television, over on talk shows. That's not everyone's, and some of you have no desire for that whatsoever anyway. That's not that. That's not everyone's role, okay? But everyone has a specific purpose. In your family, you're there for a purpose. You're not in your family as some excess baggage. Maybe they've made you feel that way, that you're an annoyance. But you know what you need to do? Discover your value. Start pursuing it and see what's going to happen they will start to recognize that you carry value value begins with you recognizing it don't wait for others to affirm you and i speak from experience again i wanted to be affirmed to be told how i have value i'm incredible even if they tell you if you don't believe it it's useless you will never put it to use you must start by acknowledging that you have value you have value, but are you aware that you have value? Are you aware that you carry a specific purpose in this generation? Esther, Queen Esther in the Bible saw herself as an orphan that's all she saw an orphan girl who was disadvantaged and now had become a queen and so her job was let me just stay safe in the palace but mordecai comes to her and says madam you think you just became a queen for the sake of being queen god placed you in the palace at a time like this to save an entire generation and Esther had to awaken to the fact that she was placed in that palace for a purpose. She was born not just to be an orphan and one day marry the king, no. But she was born to marry the king to be able to save a whole nation of Israel. And she had to awaken to that purpose and then get out of fear, okay? Gideon and Saul, when God comes to Gideon and King Saul, they both point out how they are the least tribe in the least of a family of the least I don't know what in all of Israel. But God is not interested. He calls out who they are. He's like, God has chosen you for this. God is aware. I think God doesn't know that you are born in that home. Let me. One of the people that intrigues me is Moses. Moses, do you realize that Moses for 40 years was raised in the palace of an Egyptian pharaoh? Do you know that Moses was raised in a palace of an Egyptian pharaoh for 40 years? But he wasn't raised there as a prince to be able to, you know, just... And, but his desire was to set the people of Israel free. Why? God then sends him to Pharaoh in Egypt. Do you know why? He understood. He didn't have a fear. He was royalty. He could meet face to face with the king as a prince meets a king and assure him, Pharaoh, let my people go. He understood Egyptian. He understood Egypt. He had been there for 40 years. But God placed him there for a purpose. In his generation, Moses was supposed to eventually set the children of Israel free from a pharaoh. He had been raised as a prince in Pharaoh's home for 40 years. 
in Egypt. Do you think it was by accident? Do you think it's an accident that you're the tribe you are? That you were raised in the place you were raised? That you have the parents you have? That you have the family you have? That you have the background you have? Do you think that it's an accident that you have the giftings you have? You studied the course you studied even if your parents forced you to study it? No! No! Yeah, Doreen, even me, that was how I was seeing myself as an insignificant orphaned girl. And let me tell you, you can never rise above your self-image. If all you see is an orphaned boy, an orphaned girl, you will never arise above that. Every time you get opportunities, you see your disadvantage. That's what you'll see. That's why I'm telling you, stop concentrating on your disadvantage and your weakness and see your opportunities, see your strengths, see the value you bring, see who God made you to be. You know, Moses, he, he, what does he say to God when God comes to him? He doesn't say, oh yeah, I was raised in, the, in Pharaoh's home for 40 years and I was a prince there, I understand things. He said, no, I can't speak. Who told you God is trying to deal with your weakness? God comes to you and says, I want you to do this, I can't this. He's not trying to use your weakness. Okay, yes, his strength is made perfect in your weakness. God covers our weaknesses. He can work through our weaknesses, but he needs you to discover the thing that he has placed on the inside of you and the assignment that you carry because the value is a resource for the assignment and understand that you're a gift to this generation. The world needs you. The world needs you. And then Jeremiah. Jeremiah says to God, let's look at Jeremiah as we close. Jeremiah, you people, imagine God appearing to you, God himself, and you still give him your excuses. Let me tell you what you're aware of always comes out. Jeremiah, God says to him, before I formed you in the womb, in verse 5, chapter 1, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. Yes, he says, I, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, listen to what Jeremiah says to God. Our Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am my youth. What do you tell God? I can't do that because I am a woman. I am, I am not educated enough. I don't have the qualification. Some of you have put off your assignment for some qualification you're waiting for. God qualified you the day before he made you. Before he formed you in the womb, remember you existed in the mind of God before you showed up in your mother's womb. Okay? I am my youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am my youth. And that's what God is saying to you. Stop saying the things that you are not. Stop saying I have this weakness. Stop saying, but I'm an addict. But now for me, I'm not yet married. But now for me, I have only what? But now for me, I am too short. Now for me, I'm a Ugandan. You think God is not aware? Those are not disadvantages. In the hand of God, the moment you hand him the thing that he gave you, and you say, Lord, I recognize I have this value. Show me how to use it in my assignment in this generation. Let me tell you, heaven is waiting to show you your assignment because it is at the advantage of God and the kingdom of God that you discover your value and your assignment. Why would God be hiding these things from you? Some of you go to God thinking he's hiding. He's not hiding. He wants you to know your assignment. He wants you to go out there and use it. Why? When you're glorified, he's glorified. God is not trying to reduce you. Stop saying that I am a youth. He says, for you shall go to all whom I send you and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Friends, God is with you. The spirit of the Lord is upon you because he has anointed you. He has anointed you to help set families free. He has anointed you to help businesses thrive. He has anointed you to go into businesses and be, to be even an incredible assistant. God can actually anoint you in your generation to be an assistant. Aaron was an assistant and it was a glorious job. But if you think that what you are is despised, you will never understand that it is an incredible assignment. And therefore you will not embrace it and use it to its maximum potential. Guys, what do you have right now? Some of us, you're like, I don't know how to find my potential. Go to God, ask him. Find coaches who can help you to, to, to know, get a little bit deeper and whatever. Melinda, I am too short. Your shortness is, is, is an asset in the kingdom. God made you specifically with your assignment because he knew that he needed you the way you are. God is with you. The whole of heaven wants you to prosper. The whole of heaven wants you to thrive. You have value. 
you have value that value is a resource for the kingdom and you have a specific assignment and let me tell you something you're a gift to this generation you are a gift to this generation so what are you more aware of as i close philemon 6 says that your faith becomes effective by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in christ jesus what are you acknowledging child of god who are you who are you? You are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. God didn't just make you wonderfully. He made you and then he made good works for you to walk in, to walk in them. Who are you? What seeds do you carry? What is your assignment in your generation? When was the last time you vocalized who you are? According to God, not according to the world. I am fake. I am what? I am ineffective. I am a procrastinator. Do not say I am this if it is not of God. If it is not in line with what God says about you, shut it up, refuse to speak it and acknowledge it. Acknowledge every good thing that is in you. Who are you? Who are you? What seeds do you carry? What uniqueness do you carry? Eunice Adubango one time told me that B3, even a womb is an asset in the kingdom. Yes, it's a resource. You start counting your resources. I have a womb. I have a uterus. I have testosterone. I have a beard. Everything you have is an asset. If you see it as an asset, you're saying, how can I use the womb to maximize the kingdom? Everything you carry is an asset. Stop concentrating on what you don't have. Look to what you have. What is your assignment? And when was the last time you vocalized your assignment? Jesus woke up every day saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. <laughs> because he has anointed me to do ABCD. What is it for you to say the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me? Jesus woke up daily, focused on his value, focused on his assignment, and that's why he was able to accomplish so much in three years. Let me tell you, if you start right now acknowledging your value and your assignment, you're going to accomplish so much in a very short time. I'm telling you from experience, okay? Acknowledge every good thing that is in you. Stop acknowledging the fake things that, are, that you've seen about you. Whatever you acknowledge grows and has power over you. If you keep acknowledging that you're just fake, you have nothing to your name, it will have power over you. Every time you show up, that's what will show up. You're an asset to this generation, okay? Knowing your assignment gives you focus and purpose. Knowing and vocalizing your assignment fuels your passion and your confidence. You have value. You are a resource to the kingdom of God. Acknowledge it. Seek it out. Find it and start vocalizing it. Go to go and, and, and memorize Luke 4, 18 to 19. But I want you to change instead of just saying what Jesus said. Say the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me in my generation to awaken people to purpose, to awaken people to their destinies. And I'm going to do it with all my heart. I wake up morning by morning hearing what God is whispering to me, allowing his fire to burn in my heart. Vocalize your assignment. Recognize your value continue discovering it acknowledge it and not your weaknesses and then understand that you're an asset to this generation acknowledge that and then start writing it down then you need to be perfect mine has changed so many times that it's getting clearer and clearer write it down vocalize it every single day yes i'm saying every day between now and next week do it daily find some cut time and say the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me too and then start saying what you believe it is it can change with time and that's okay but at least what do you believe right now and then get working with God. Get working on the assignment. Put some action to your belief. Yes, yes, yes. You have value. Your value is a resource for the kingdom. You have value. You are here on a specific assignment. You have an assignment and God wants you to know what it is. He's not hiding it from you. So go to him with confidence knowing that he wants you to know what it is. And then start vocalizing it. Agree with heaven. Acknowledge every good thing that is in you. In Christ Jesus. You are an asset to this generation. You have value. You have a specific assignment. You are, a, you are unique and you are a 
you're a huge resource for the kingdom of God everywhere you are at your home at your workplace in your neighborhood in your generation you are here for a purpose my friend you're not here as extra extra luggage the next time you start feeling like something is wrong get this message play it save it somewhere as always I want you to share this message thank you so much for sharing the one of last week so many people have reached out discovering who they are being reminded of truth let us share it with no fear because we want people to discover that God has them here for a specific assignment. Woohoo! Thank you, Father, for everyone who has heard this word today. I thank you that it's not going to leave their minds and hearts. May it go deep into their hearts and take root. May they start being consumed with the thought of what is my value? What is my assignment? Why am I here? What, is, what am I here for in my generation? Lord, may we each know that we are a gift to this generation, that you made us to be here at a time like this, that we may be of value and that we will discover it and be unashamedly excited about it to the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Woohoo. Thank you guys for joining me. I know that we did not keep time today. We've gone like for an hour, but you know what? It is worth it. It is worth it. I'll see you again next week right here. We are going to continue this series on value. Next week I'm going to talk about a little bit deeper on that and why should we write it down? Why should we acknowledge it? Just to see what's the power of writing down and acknowledging who we are and what God has placed us on this earth for. Get a coach, guys. Invest in that. Don't be, don't, be, don't be selfish about your journey. So many people are out there who have the skills to help you discover who you are. Get on with the program. But even if you don't have a coach, Holy Spirit is the best coach. Get in the word. And anything that you find that points to who you are in Christ Jesus, acknowledge, acknowledge. Because to acknowledge is to receive something. When you acknowledge receipt of something, it means that you've got it. So acknowledge. Don't wait for your feelings. They'll catch up. Your feelings will catch up. Don't wait to feel it. Just speak truth and eventually, from my experience, your heart will catch up. Thank you. See you next time on Monday. Same time right here, 5 to 6 p.m. Bring a friend. Let's learn together. Let's grow together. God bless you. You are a blessing. You are a blessing. Bye. Hi. Welcome back from that. How was it? I hope you're inspired and all fired up and ready to take action. Remember, the magic is in the action. So do something this week with what you've had. Remember to subscribe to my channel, share with a friend, don't learn alone. And of course, I'll see you again next week with another faith booster. See you.